Hello and welcome. I'm Al Barrows, and this is UFO Disclosure, the podcast that's meant to show an average person's reaction to all the UAP, UFO news from everywhere and anywhere. I'd like to start out this podcast uh, by apologizing to Dan Costello. Okay, so Dan Costello was the diver involved in the King Charles uh, rescue um, that I covered um, a couple of podcasts ago. And um, I guess I inadvertently uh, offended him. Um, he sent me this very nice um, uh, tweet and saying that uh, he's the alleged diver um, that I tried to describe as, quote, fluff piece due to quality of the newspaper goes on to say i shared my story honestly my skills and qualifications since those years are quite credible in the top two percent of academically credible thanks for your opinion on my true story regardless so dan um i sent you a response um with a sincere apology did not mean to uh uh disregard or make less of uh, your um, contribution there of saving over 10,000 people. Um, the story is quite remarkable, um, and um, it involves Dan Costello's involvement in a secret project that allegedly included Prince Charles. Um, it... Uh, Dan Costello worked as a diver on a secret project called Project Scorpio. It took place in Sandy Point in Newfoundland. And um, according to the account uh, given by Dan, the Prince of Wales was involved in testing a peculiar helicopter-type vessel with UFO-like characteristics. Um, the Vessels, if you watch my um, episode on that, uh, it's um, I show a picture of the UFO, which seems to have a propeller, um, yet um, has a UFO shape. And what sets this aircraft apart from traditional helicopters is that it's uh, powered by magnetic force, not conventional engines. So it's technically, I guess, qualifies as an unidentified flying object or UFO. Um, Dan uh, says in his article that uh, these Sikorsky prototypes, um, which are these uh, UFO-type helicopters, had an electrical risk um, and there was a targeted attack that resulted in the death of um, the original Sikorsky engineers. Um, he also claims that numerous turbines experienced emergency shutdowns while submerged, necessitating special forces divers to enter high voltage risk zones to prevent potential catastrophic events, which is, I believe, uh, when Costello was involved Anyway, um, 
he further contends that uh, King Charles, along with his 845 squadron aircrew, extracted uh, this prototype Sikorsky after the original engineers drowned. And according to Dan Costello, the uncontrolled events surrounding the craft could have resulted in a mass death of tens of thousands across three counties, if not for the intervention of the Royal Navy. So Dan, I apologize. Um, it's hard to decipher um, um, what's true and what's not sometimes when it comes to um, uh, reports of um, UFOs. And um, I've also extended an invitation for you to be a guest on the show. Um, included that in my um, text. So if you'd like to come on the show and uh, give us more details about uh, this report, I'd be happy to have you on. Looking forward to that, as a matter of fact. So, um, Dan, you know, please take me up on that offer. I'd love to have you on as a guest. Um, I'd like to go on, move on, and speak about um, uh, why dozens of government UFO whistleblowers that have given testimony to Congress, the Pentagon, as well as the Inspector General um, haven't uh, been able to um, have their testimony exposed and um, aired. There's a uh, excellent article that was written by uh, Schellenberger and um, I got this on X. This is uh, he's speaking on uh, the uh, reason why a growing number of UAP whistleblowers um, uh, are having trouble uh, coming forward and uh, why uh, intelligence communities are fighting this greater disclosure. This is um, this is Michael Schellenberger speaking himself. Yeah, there's no audit or uh, evaluation making it sound like they weren't looking into this. Well, of course, we know, um, I'm 100% sure that they are looking into this. I have very strong evidence that they are looking into this. And Monheim said, yeah, there's no audit or uh, evaluation making it sound like they weren't looking into this. Well, of course. Okay, so he's talking about uh, at least 30 other whistleblowers besides David Grush um that uh, were working for the federal government or were government contractors that have given testimony um to the office of the intelligence community inspector general or the ICIG the defense department inspector general DODIG or to congress over the last several months and yet uh the Inspector General Thomas A. Monheim on September the 15th uh, seemed to deny in a letter to Congress that his office was investigating these claims. Monheim said, and I quote, that his office has not conducted any audit, inspection, evaluation, or review of alleged UAP programs within the responsibility authority of the DNI that would enable a fulsome response. 
But the way that he worded it um, suggests that he gave himself some wiggle room. Um, in other words, the um, inspector general and his office, um, their official tax and taxonomy um, includes audits, investigations, inspections, reviews. But it's curious that um, in his letter, he does not uh, include investigation. So he gave himself some wiggle room there. So he has not conducted any audits, inspections, evaluations, or reviews, but he very cleverly left out investigations. So I find it hard to believe that uh, 30 whistleblowers would put themselves in that sort of jeopardy um, to put themselves up to significant legal jeopardy, that is, by willfully lying to the inspector general, knowingly giving false testimony to the intelligence community inspector general is punishable by up to $10,000, imprisonment for up to five years or both. If found guilty of lying to Congress, Grush would face up to five years of prison. So along with Thomas A. Monheim, as far as uh, blocking any more UAP hearings or testimony from these 30 whistleblowers, uh, there are a couple of other key players that are involved in preventing uh, further testimony coming forward. Um, these are the three here, Lloyd Austin, who happens to be the Secretary of Defense, uh, Michael R. Turner, uh, Republican rep uh, from Ohio, and Mark Warner. Um, he's a Democrat from Virginia, I believe. And all of them uh, seem to be involved with defense contractors. Seems to be a conflict of interest there. Lockheed Martin, L3 Harris Technologies, Sierra Nevada Corp. So there seems to be a conflict of interest there with Lloyd Austin, Michael R. Turner, and Mark Warner, who are involved with these defense contracting companies and yet somehow don't want uh, the UAP hearings coming forward, uh, which would mean um, furthering the National Defense Authorization Act. And once that is passed, um, defense contractors that do have UAP uh, reverse engineered equipment would have to turn that over to Arrow. Could that possibly the reason why um, these men are trying to stop the testimony? Possibly. So the UAP Disclosure Act was passed by the U.S. Senate, but has yet to be passed by the House of Representatives into the National Defense Authorization Act. 
It seems as though Lloyd Austin, Mike Turner, and Senator Mark Warner are opposed to this UOP uh, Disclosure Act. I'd like to go on and um, refer to a documentary that has David Grush in it. What does the future look like? I mean, it seems like all we can do is research right now. Yeah, what is happening next is I know there's some intel officers and other people in and out of government that are about to file complaints similar to what I did because they said, fuck it, you know, and then they were on these programs like firsthand dudes, you know, not people telling me stuff, like literally the dudes touching the stuff. February of 2024, we should have a presidential panel on UAP disclosure looking at the crash retrieval issue and everything. And then within 300 days of the enactment of the act, uh, we're going to get some kind of, I think, government statement next year on this topic. The tsunami wave is, is building, and I don't think uh, we're going to totally backpedal anymore. Other than that, it would be totally speculation, but that's at least what's going to come. I think 2024 is going to be, knock on wood, potentially wild in a good way. So, yeah. Okay, so that was Mike. Colangelo's documentary, Seven Days, with the man who confirmed aliens exist. David Grush predicting that on February 2024, we should have a presidential panel on disclosure. And that within 300 days, within 300 days of that, of the UAP Act enactment, that we should get some sort of government statement on this. Okay. This is pretty much what uh, David Grush is predicting. A 300-day plan to announce aliens. President has 90 days to choose nine people for the review board. Number two, the government hands all UAP records to the review board within 300 days. Number three, the review board then has 180 days to investigate each case. And finally, the review board must publish the termination within 14 days after the review is complete. That's the plan. And if that actually uh, comes to fruition, that would be awesome. I'd like to move on and talk about my recent visit to Area 51. I was recently there, and I'd like to play a video. Hi, this is Al Barrows with UFO Disclosure on site at Area 51. This is supposedly the front gate. Uh, Area 51, according to authorities, does not exist. I made this sign just so that you'd be able to know where we are. And I'm hoping to get some sort of an interview while I'm here. Thank you. Hey, this is Al Barrows from UFO Disclosure. I'm on site at the main entrance of Area 51. They say that this is the main entrance, but it's actually 40 miles from the main base. The 
the exit entrance that I was at earlier, which is south of here, is really the main entrance, and that's much closer. This is 40 miles, as I said, from the base. And if you look around, you can see that there are cameras probably being watched as we speak. If you turn around, you look at the road. It's a very secluded uh, one-lane road where it's very difficult to get here. As most of you are probably aware, Area 51 has a reputation for having reverse engineered craft, uh, possibly even aliens. Uh, Bob Lazar worked at a uh, section of Area 51 called S4. Um, while I was there, um, I inadvertently stepped over a line and these uh, horns went off. Um, they're very strict about uh, getting near the gate. And uh, some sort of a jet, I think it was an F-18, flew no more than 100 feet uh, over my head uh, while I was there. Um, I'd like to play, uh, like to finish off or conclude this podcast um, by playing a um, recording of a staff member that was let go from Area 51 and called in the Art Bell show a uh, number of years ago in distress, but he sounds very sincere and uh, I have no answers as to um, what the meaning of this is, but it's um, if what he's saying is true, it's... Um, something that uh, we should all look out for. Okay, without further ado, um, here it is. Um, well, look, let's begin yeah. by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, Area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago, and, and... <laughs> I, I've kind of been running across the country. Um, oh man, I don't know where to start. They're uh, they're, they're going to um, they'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. Well, um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone, so give us something quick. Okay. Um. Um. Okay. What well, what we're thinking of as as aliens are they're uh, they're they're extra dimensional beings that. An earlier precursor of the um, space program made contact with. Uh, they they are not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. Uh, the, the disasters that are coming. They the, the military. I'm sorry, the, the government knows about them, and there's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now, Art. But they're not doing, they're not doing anything. They are not. They want the major population centers wiped out so that the, the few that are left will be more easily controllable. Discharge. <laughs> I, I started getting...
Okay, so that's all there was. I thought um, that was pretty disturbing. Um, who he's referring to that wants the major uh, centers of population wiped out, I can only assume are the aliens. Um, not going to make a uh, judgment one way or the other, but I thought it was significant enough that I should include that um, um was not able to get an interview at the gate at Area 51, so I thought I should add that on just so that uh, people are aware that uh, certain nefarious uh, goings-on are happening behind those gates. I'm Al Barrows. This is, uh, has been UFO Disclosure. Uh, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Um, I have a YouTube channel, UFO uh, Disclosure. Um, also, you can uh, follow me on Instagram, and that is UFO Disclosure Podcast. Uh, you can also get updates on Twitter at UFO Disclosure with an underscore at the end. Um, sending out all the love and good intentions. Keep looking up at the sky, and let's see if we can get these UIP hearings going again. Be sure to call your senators and uh, House of Representatives. Send them a letter. Let's get this disclosure thing going. Thanks.